This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. CUPE Ontario has followed through with its threat to file a lawsuit against the Ontario government over the sale of Hydro One. Back in September, we learned the suit was pending, but it was hoped that the government would stop selling off shares of the utility. That has not happened, so CUPE Ontario is going ahead. And Fred Hahn, the president of CUPE Ontario, joins me now. Fred, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Libby. Okay, so I gather that the crux of this lawsuit is uh, your allegation that the Liberals inappropriately mixed government and party businesses by holding fundraisers with cabinet ministers and bankers who profited from the privatization. Absolutely. I mean, the, the purpose of this lawsuit is to get them to stop selling shares in Hydro One. We've been working with others campaigning for more than, well, almost two years to get them to see the the real problem here. There's been a vast and clear cry from the people of Ontario who are greatly opposed to the sale. They've also gotten, you know, uh, expert opinion from the financial accountability officer who said this made no financial sense for the province. Uh, We would prefer if we had to use a legal avenue to have a straight up debate on whether or not they have the legal right to sell something we all own in common. But the previous conservative government, when they tried to do this, we actually won a case against them. They changed the wording in the law. The Liberals have changed it further. And so this is the legal avenue open to us uh, to challenge this really wrong-headed decision for our collective future. The impacts here uh, of this mistake will be felt for generations. Okay, so but but this is uh, your. I'm assuming that your lawyers have advised you that uh, basically this is your only avenue talking about these fundraisers. It is true. This is the legal avenue that we have, and so since we've been doing uh, as much work as we have to try and get the Liberals to see that this is a wrong-headed decision, that this is clearly something the people of Ontario oppose, that this makes no sense for our future, then if this is the only avenue open to us, we'll use it. Uh, you know, and, and frankly, we didn't want to have to take this route. We hoped that in serving notice that we would have had an opportunity to talk to government, that they would have heard this loud cry from the people of Ontario that has been ongoing and growing. People are clearly opposed to this privatization. Uh, And uh, having heard nothing, we then had to proceed to court, and that's what we've done. Okay, uh, Fred, uh, let me just give the numbers again while we have you on the line. Uh, I know that a lot of our callers are also opposed uh, to the sale, the privatization of Hydro One. Maybe some of you think it's a good idea. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. This is an attempt by QP to try to stop a further sell-off of Hydro One. What do you think? Do you think this is a good idea? The government says they're going to use 
use the billions of dollars to pay down debt and fund pl- public transit and infrastructure. Uh, over the course of days and months, we've heard a lot about the way the government handles that file. There's a lot of wasted money in there. Is this going to make it all better or is this just a bad idea? And uh, Fred Hahn, I, I'm curious also about the timelines on this. Uh, you know, the, the government has sold off 30%, plans to sell another 30%, but um, will you be able to change that in whatever the time horizon is for this lawsuit to work its way through the courts? That is certainly our intent. Look, we believe that now that this case is formally filed in court, that the government should not proceed with any further sales until this matter is resolved. Uh, and, and our intent is to make this uh, proceed as quickly as we can through the court system uh, so that this matter can be resolved for the people of Ontario. Uh, have you asked for some kind of injunction on the sale of shares related to the court case? Is that something that is even possible? It may be an option. It's one of the things that we would talk to our legal team about. But again, at this point, given that this is so clearly and publicly uh, there, we believe the government has an obligation uh, to come to court to meet this challenge and to not proceed with any further sale until that happens. Our goal is to stop them at the 70% mark because that means we actually maintain a majority of the shares, that there is still some accountability to our government and that 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 accountability can be used, that pressure can be used to exert uh, and work with the utility to manage rates, to do the things that the people of the province of Ontario want their government to do. Uh, okay, yeah, but um, you're, so you're saying you hope this makes them uh, back off voluntarily. I don't think there's there's any indication that they have any inclination to do that. Yeah, no, I mean you may be right, and we'll explore all the options uh, should they should they move to proceed. But you know, it is clear uh, from not just from our perspective, but from many perspectives across the province that people don't see uh, the, the benefit that the Liberals have actually said. In fact, one of the things that we you know, have articulated is that, in fact, if you look at the amount of money that the Liberals have say they've, ra- they've been able to raise from selling off uh, the initial 30%, and if you look at the amount of money they've actually spent and the tax breaks that the new corporation gets, those, money, those amounts equal each other. It's a wash. Uh, so th- th- this isn't actually benefiting us all of us together. And in fact, it's causing harm to all of us, not just at home when we open our hydro bill, but we have to also understand and remember that our schools and our hospitals and our cities and towns all use hydro. Uh, They all rely on electricity. And if those rates just keep going up, then all of us will pay for this in a variety of ways. It makes no sense for our future. Let's talk about those fundraisers for a second. So we had a $7,500 a ticket fundraiser with Charles Souza, the finance minister, and Bob Shirelli, the energy minister, that was attended by private bankers. The government says that the integrity commissioner looked at this and said it was all fine. Well, what the integrity commissioner did was not say there was no wrongdoing. What they said is that they didn't have, they weren't provided with any evidence of wrongdoing, and therefore they couldn't say that there was an official. Uh, you know, uh, uh, misstep by the ministers. But I think, you know, in general, uh, I mean, this particular fundraiser was called celebrating the transaction. The people invited were from the banks who underwrote the sale. We know that publicly, this is publicly disclosed, that the banks who underwrote the sale have so far made 
over $60 million just from two tranches of the sale. I mean, all of this doesn't pass the smell test. Uh, would have to agree with you there. Let's go to the phones. We've got Teresa in Scarborough. Hi, Teresa. Well, good afternoon, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. I'll just make this short and sweet. Uh, I personally went out and on the road and got more than a little over 2,500 signatures for the prevention of sale of Hydro One. And uh, I st- took my last signature today. I found out that they hired a new manager for over Hydro, the guy from the States. Uh-huh. And uh, that was it. I think I was about 79 at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and I just wanted to say that I did my best. Uh-huh. And why are you opposed to the sale? Oh, Right away, if someone takes away something that's mine, <laughs> I find it objectionable. And uh, it was revenue, you know, a good source of revenue. I'll and say. <laughs> he, and, you know, just it's, it's just not right to take it. Okay, Teresa, thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And I, I just want to say thank you to Teresa, too, for... She is one of thousands of people across the province who have been doing their very best, talking to their friends and neighbors, getting petitions signed, contacting their MPPs, trying to get the government to see reason here. And it is as a result of that having not worked that we've been forced to take this avenue. It is one of the last ones open to us, and we feel like we have to use every means possible and open to us to stop them from making this mistake. Have you had any response from the government so far? We have had none. Uh, when we served notice more than 60 days ago, we'd hoped to hear from them. We'd, Of course, there have been extensive lobbies and lots of campaigning that have happened, as I said, for almost two years. Teresa was an example of participating in that. But we've heard nothing from them directly, and it's as a result of hearing nothing that we were forced to proceed, and that's why we've officially registered with the court. Hydro has become a huge issue altogether, hydro rates, and the Premier has said that that she hears people finally on the difficulty of paying their hydro bills. Uh, Did you use any of that as an avenue? Well, the... It's important to understand that her uh, that, uh, that the premier has said that she made some vague reference to having made a mistake in the hydrophile and has apologized about that. But look, there is only one way to fix this problem. That is to stop selling shares in Hydro One so that we maintain real public control there and to use that control to exert pressure on the utility to manage rates appropriately. That is the only well, way to, to do it. Well, they're, I mean, they're not, it's not direct. I mean, they're independent, the utility. But we still own 70% of the shares. Uh, and that m- makes a difference. We are truly a majority shareholder. Uh, and that means that we can exert that pressure to do what's right for the people of Ontario. The only other way to try to fix this would be to take public money, our money, taxpayers' dollars, and subsidize rates that will ultimately go to the profits of a private corporation. That also makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Well, people are getting, they're getting a little bit of a break come January, and that is from public coffers. That's from uh, HST. Indeed. And, uh, you know, so that means that we're reducing revenue available to government, revenue that would fund our schools and our hospitals, our health care system, home care, all of the 
demands that we know are there in existing communities for the people of Ontario. Um, and instead, uh, rates stay the same. Uh, or, or they're going to be going up. But what are the next steps in this lawsuit? Now that it's officially uh, with the court, there are timelines around which the government needs to respond. There are some potential ways they could try to, you know, uh, drag out that process. We're going to do our level best to make sure this proceeds as quickly as possible. We think that's not just in the best interests uh, of, you know, of us having filed the suit, but it is actually in the best interests of the people of the province of Ontario. What we, we are seeking there is a declaration that will stop them from selling further shares. Uh huh. So, what is what do they have to respond? Sixty days, something like that. I think the initial time frame is around twenty days, um, and uh, so you know, again, we're going to do our level best to make sure this is a process that is, goes through as quickly as possible. Uh, again, they've realized; they seem to have realized that that hydro and hydro rates is a huge flashpoint. Uh, is there any sense that perhaps? backing off of this in some way, you know, might be a way to make them more popular. I mean, their approval ratings are really, you know, at rock bottom levels. Well, it's clear that the the people of the province are upset about this uh, and perhaps other measures of the government. At the end of the day, for us, uh, you know, what we want to do is protect uh, our collective future. This is a system that our parents and grandparents bought and paid for with their taxes. It's ours. It was always ours. It was never theirs to sell. This is a, a wrong-headed decision. It is deeply unpopular. It is dangerous for our future. Uh, and so that's why we're headed down this road. If the government agrees with us, that would be good. Whether that affects their popularity or not isn't, uh, you know, in our view, the main issue. The main issue is what's good for the future of our communities and for the province of Ontario. What about John? Is the transfer of ownership uh, likely to affect jobs? Well, uh, in general, when when services are privatized, uh, those new private entities are focused on creating profit. And there's two ways to do that in very basic terms. You put up the cost of stuff and you reduce the cost of your workforce. And so often that means that reliability suffers, uh, that, you know, people's expectations, you know, during ice storms and other events where people's hydro has been able to be returned to them. We've already seen some, you know, creeping ways in which that, you know, those do you have... lights don't come on as quickly as they used to. Uh, we're very concerned that a privatized entity would mean less reliable service. Okay. Have you quantified how many jobs might be lost to your members? We have not, and this, uh, members of Keep Ontario are not actually uh, involved here. This really is about our members, uh, you know, as citizens of the province of Ontario. We do and are proud to represent folks who work for some local distribution companies. No question about that in some cities and towns across the province. Uh, but really, it's our members who not only just open their hydro bill at home, but are also working in schools and universities and for transit systems and for towns and cities, all huge users of hydro. So in many ways, we're impacted, you know, in lots of different ways, as are, we think, the people of the province of Ontario. Okay. Fred Hahn, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thanks so much for your interest in this today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.